Welcome to Psychedelicast. Hosted by Clinton Cayley, this show is an interview-based podcast focused on offering listeners in-depth information concerning plant medicines, entheogens, and all subjects tangential to psychedelia. Join us in prying open the third eye. Greetings, citizens of the Chromatic Ribbon. Thank you guys for joining us once again here at Psychedelicast. This is a podcast from an alternate hallucinatory dimension. My name is Clinton Cayley. I'm your host, as always. Pleasure to have you guys again. We've got an interesting chat for you today. Today we're going to be chatting with uh, Hector Gonzalez and Ralph Madison, both affiliated with um, Entheo Connect, which we discussed with Greg Lake a few episodes back. Hector being one of the co-founders along with Greg. Um, we're joined by Two Medicine today and one half of the founding duo behind Entheo Connect, both Hector Gonzalez and Ralph Madison. Welcome to the show. Hector is practicing Bufo Medicine. Hector is a practicing Bufo Medicine servant and a founder of the new social media platform Entheo Connect. Hector has traveled the globe facilitating life-changing encounters with the God Molecule, also known as Bufo Medicine or chemically as 5-MeO-DMT. 5-MeO-DMT has recently become widely regarded as the ultimate psychedelic experience. Ralph Madison is a medicine man, a plant medicine cultivar, and a videographer helping to bring Entheo Connect to stunning visual life. Ralph brings his unique ayahuasca-influenced insights into the discussion of the toad and online medicine community development. Got a good one for you today, guys, and I am super appreciative of these two gentlemen taking time out of their busy schedule uh, to speak with us here on Psychedelicast. Before we get into our interview, you guys know what time it is. We have to do some housekeeping. Let's do it. Right here at the top of the show, we usually like to take this time to um, invite you to join us on our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash psychedelicast. For $3 a month, you're going to get several articles of uh, exclusive content there. Firstly, you're going to get the video version of this exclusively there and generally at least a week early, sometimes even earlier, sometimes slightly later. Um, you're also going to get my No Trip Sitter episodes, which are recordings of my personal writings. These episodes are generally a little bit more intimate. Um, some of them deal with my current life situation. Some of them deal with my psychedelic experiences. Some of them deal with the relationship between the two. If you like to hear those kind of stories, which I have released on the podcast in the past, join us at psyched- at Patreon, uh, at the Patreon group for Psychedelicast. Excuse me, guys. <clears throat> Uh, that'll be www.patreon.com slash psychedelicast. $3 a month is the only tier we offer, and you get access to everything that we do there. Lots of different stuff going on. Um, if you can't afford that, I totally understand. It's a weird time for everybody, uh, particularly economically, financially. Uh, you can share the show on social media. You can subscribe on your, on your podcatcher of choice. You can drop us a review, leave us some stars, um, tell your friends and family. Um, help spread the word via um, social media platforms and uh, leave us some love in the podcatchers um, at Psychedelicast on Facebook, at Psychedelicast with two T's on Twitter, and on Instagram, we are at Psychedelicast Pod. Our original Instagram account was deactivated at 2.7 thousand followers. We are in the process of trying to rebuild that. With that being said, I want to tell you about something new I've been working on that I'm kind of interested in. Um, 
interested to share with you guys. It's a personal creative project of mine, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about that now. So I've recently um, taken up a new creative endeavor, which is something that's always uh, kind of interested me, but I've never really considered myself an artist in this fashion. However, I'm really enjoying putting together these pieces. Um, I've started a new project called Spectrum Mandalas. Uh, that's one word, S-P-E-C-T-R-U-M-A-N-D-A-L-A-S, Spectrum Mandalas. Um, I've been finding stones, rocks basically, and uh, painting dot uh, sacred geometry dot mandalas or mandalas, m mandalas, however you say that word, uh, on these rocks. And I'm really enjoying it. It's, uh, it's really helping me. It's really therapeutic practice, but they're also coming out pretty well. I've had several people in my life, uh, check them out and ask me if they were for sale, which is something I literally never even considered. It was just kind of a way to pass some time and to to soothe myself as I'm going through a somewhat difficult time. Um, I'll talk to you about that in just a few minutes. But uh, check us out on Etsy, Spectrum Mandalas, Spectrum Mandalas, one word. Uh, you can check us out on www.etsy.com slash shop slash Spectrum Mandalas, S-P-E-C-T-R-U-M-A-N-D-A-L-A-S. Um, I'm, I've posted some of my... Uh, pieces there and um, you can check those out they are for sale um and I don't know man I'm having a good time doing it I think they're pretty cool let me know what you think um, about those pieces I'm adding more every day in fact I'm working on one right now not at this moment but uh, today I'm working on one that I'm really enjoying um, so yeah basically what it is that I'm doing I am uh, hand painting with love Sacred geometry dot mandalas on found natural stone. Um, these pieces are inspired by the psychedelic experience, psychedelic journeying, and sacred geometry. Uh, these pieces blend the abstract, the natural, and the ineffable into a bright kaleidoscopic mandala. Perfect to accent your home, garden, ceremonial space, altar, or desk. And most of my pieces thus far are acrylic and watercolor on natural stone. So check us out there on etsy.com slash shop slash spectrum mandalas if you want to see some of my artwork. Uh, thanks, guys. Let's move into um, a little bit of my life at the moment. I know you guys always love to hear about that. And then we will, of course, do our psychedelic news. And then we'll get into our interview with Hector Gonzalez and Ralph Madison. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. So currently, guys, I'm having a little bit of a rough patch here. Um, as we've talked about or I've discussed on the show, um, I spent the last several months, um, well, the last couple months I've been back home in Texas. Before that, I was about six months, uh, pardon me, five months outside of America, mostly in Mexico and South America. I spent quite a bit of time in Brazil where I met a wonderful woman, uh, fell head over heels in love, and um, that relationship played out until just recently. Um, that relationship has come to an end. I am heartbroken to say. Um, and I've kind of been going through that over an extended period of time, off and on, um, but I have come to the final conclusion that it needs to be done with, um, which is not really what I want, um, but I think it's the right thing to do. And I think it's the um, best thing for both parties involved. Um, um, 
the woman I've been with, Edis, is one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life. I miss her terribly. I love her. Uh, I don't foresee myself not loving her ever. Um, but it's time for us to discontinue this relationship as we know it. And I've already, by the time this comes out, we will have both finalized that, although it's been finalized between us uh, already. So um, I'm struggling with that a little bit, to be totally honest. And uh, the painting has been a, a creative outlet for me. The podcast is always, uh, I've been writing, uh, spending time in nature, um, you know, exercising, doing the things that help me stay level. Um, when I go through a difficult time, I tend to uh, to ramp those up or to attach even more to those practices, and they help me. Uh, I've been reading a lot of uh, a, a lot of philosophy, a lot of books on spirituality, just you know because they are encouraging and they help me to see the reality, the nature of reality. Uh, when you encounter difficult times uh, in your life, such as a breakup, I've gone through two I would consider major breakups within the last uh, year. Um, so yeah, uh, there's always lessons to be learned and I am doing my best to learn them. I've been in uh, therapy sessions with a personal therapist. Edis and I were both engaged in a mediation process to try and help us overcome some of our differences and difficulties. Um, I am going to continue my personal therapy process, but I am discontinuing the mediation process with Edis because I'm grieving the loss of a great love of my life and I need to be alone and I need to go on and heal from this. Um, I know Edis has listened to the show in the past. She may listen to this episode. Edis, if you're listening, um, you will already know this and uh, just know that I love you and I miss you and I want the best for you and for us. And I am trying to do the best thing that I can. So... With all that being said, bear with me. Uh, I'm, you know, some days are better than others. Today seems to be one of those better days. Um, and, I, and I know that they will get easier. I know time heals all and everything passes. And uh, I am just hanging on to that truth and that reality. So thank you guys for understanding. And thank you guys for tuning into the show and allowing me to be vulnerable and open with you. I appreciate it. Um, with all that being said, let's move forward into psychedelic news and then into our interview. In psychedelic news today, an article from MarijuanaMoment.net. In the vein of many articles I've read on this show before, but, uh, you know, it's an exciting time for, for psychedelic decriminalization. It's kind of sweeping the nation. And uh, I'm going to offer you another article in this same uh, category. Written by Kyle Yeager, published two days ago on April the 2nd, 2021, entitled, Third Massachusetts City Approves Psychedelics Decriminalization Measure. Another Massachusetts city has approved a measure to deprioritize enforcement of laws against the possession, use, and distribution of a wide range of psychedelics such as psilocybin and ayahuasca. This time, the Northampton City Council passed the resolution, which also states that no government or police funds should be used to enforce laws criminalizing people for using or possessing entheogenic plants and fungi. The vote on Thursday was unanimous 8-0, and it makes Northampton the third city in the state to enact the reform. 
Somerville and Cambridge have also moved to effectively decriminalize psychedelics. A quote here from Mr. James Davis, who is a city-level organizer for Bay Staters for Natural Medicines. City by city, our movement for cognitive liberty and racial justice is growing exponentially. A supermajority of Massachusetts voters support treating controlled substances as an issue of public health. Hopefully more politicians will start listening to the inspiring psychedelic stories of the people they claim to represent. Davis said a similar reform resolution is expected to be introduced in Boston within the next two weeks, and city councilors in Worcester are beginning to set up meetings with our coalition. The Northampton's resolution, whereas section states that studies have demonstrated the therapeutic potential of certain psychedelics in the treatment of serious mental health conditions, including PTSD, chronic depression, and addiction. It also says that the so-called war on drugs has led to the unnecessary penalization, arrest, and incarceration of vulnerable peoples, particularly people of color and people of limited financial means, rather than prioritizing harm reduction policies to treat drug abuse as an issue of public health. Further, the measure calls on Hampshire County District Attorney to, quote, cease prosecution of persons involved in the use, possession, or distribution of entheogenic plants, and the use or possession without the intent to distribute of any controlled substance, end quote. This resolution also expresses the council's support for two bills recently introduced in the state legislature. One would remove criminal penalties for possession of all currently illicit drugs, and the other would establish a task force to study entheogenic substances with the eventual goal of legalizing and regulating them. This article continues on, but I think we get the gist of it here. Congratulations to, um, to Massachusetts, Northampton, Massachusetts, Somerville, and Cambridge for making a step in the right direction. Uh, these places, these uh, smaller government bodies are an inspiration and an example to uh, all government bodies. And uh, we here at Psychedelicast believe that, that uh, this is a step in the right direction and an example that should be followed. All that being said, 15 minutes into this segment, let's get down to business. Let's hear from Hector Gonzalez, a Bufo practitioner, Mr. Ralph Madison, uh, plant medicine cultivar, and videographer extraordinaire. Let's get into it, y'all. Very good. Very good. Well, welcome to Psychedelic Cast, guys. Um, it's good to finally meet you, Hector. I'm not sure who you are, but I got a funny feeling we're going to find out, and uh, I'm glad that you that you joined. Um, so uh, we got some things to talk about. I want to talk about your project, Intheo Connect. Uh, I also want to talk about Bufo Medicine in general and your practice within things in that vein. But uh, why don't you guys start by introducing yourself to our listeners, and we'll take it from there. All right, uh, so this is Ralph. Ralph um, is our videographer We uh, within TheoConnect. He's working on us with a project uh, in Mexico. We're filming a documentary. Uh, he's also a medicine man, and uh, I'll let him to explain himself. But, yeah, I'm introducing Ralph, and then I'll, I'll take it from there. Um, so I've been sitting with grandmother since 2008. I've been growing grandmother in New Orleans since around 2010. I started... Um, 
making medicine when our teachers couldn't get medicine from the Amazon. And we got the blessings of Titus to make the medicine up here because we couldn't get it out from the jungle. And um, in April, I'm going to be going to Ecuador. Turns out they're the only place in the world that certifies Ayurvascara curanderos. And so when I get done with that program, I'll be licensed to serve medicine, <laughs> which I right didn't. On. Yeah, I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't but, know um, that either. Yeah, and but what I've been doing with with Hector uh, is um, following the medicine path and getting it out that this is a legitimate form of healing mm-hmm. yeah. that um, does things that Western medicine cannot do. And we don't reject Western medicine. We embrace it when it's needed and understand that it falls short in many areas. And to me, and that's a big introduction, but to me, that's what this is about. This is about healing, healing myself, healing my family, healing my world. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. That's a pretty good intro. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, What about you, man? Tell us a little about you too. Right on. Uh, yeah, so I'm Hector, as you know. Um, I uh, have I started I started on this path um, with the Bufo ceremony about two and a half years ago that my mother had taken me to. Um, I was not doing very good in life. Uh, you know, I was a drug addict. You know, I wasn't doing right by my wife or my family or my kids or by any aspect of anything in life. And my mom uh, came into some medicine because her husband is a veteran, and he he had heard that ayahuasca you know healed all wounds. So they sought out a church um, in Texas to go sit with some medicine at. My mom, you know, tried to get me to go for the better part of a year, and, and the cards just fell right. I ended up going to sit with Bufo. It was the first sacred ceremonial setting of, and use of medicine that I sat with. Um, you know, I'd been taking mushrooms and smoking marijuana for a long time, but never with any intent, you know. Um, and, you become, and you've become quite the gifted facilitator yeah, thank you i mean he's, I, really, I appreciate that he's an amazing server of Bufo. Yeah, yeah. yeah you've really you you, yeah. you 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 really listen to the plants you listen to the toad you listen that means a lot yeah <laughs> thank you brother i love you yeah, <laughs> you too. yeah so like I, I sat with it and uh i changed my life and and you know uh i was in a, a marriage that i no longer am in it was not a good one and uh I stopped using drugs. I quit working in the refineries because, you know, they're killing our planet and I just couldn't stand it. You know, I was traveling. I was very unhappy. You know, I um, divide, decided to devote my life to the medicine and walking this path. And since then, I linked up with Greg and I've been pretty much just been in service of anybody and everybody and anything I can do to help. And, you know, one thing has led to another. Now, you know, I serve medicine now and um, I'm working on with Indio Connect and meeting a lot of amazing people such as Ralph and we're headed to Mexico to shoot a documentary as we speak. Uh, we're in San Diego and we're going to be filming down there for a couple of weeks with Indio Connect and Serenity Beach Ibogaine is that center that we're going to. So yeah, it's got a lot going on. It's going very good. Yeah, it's- yeah, that's cool, man. Um, I was talking to Greg about some of the stuff y'all are working on. I was like, man, you guys are busy, dude. You know that that guy's got his finger in a lot of different uh, stuff over there. Yeah, dude, it's crazy, man. I think I saw, I think I saw a flyer for. Are you guys going to be filming at some sort of an event there? 
in uh, in Mexico, or so what is that going to be? Hasn't been there, but it's afterwards. I do not believe we will be filming that. Um, it's might be a possibility, but I doubt it. That's in March 26th. It's the Desert Dwellers and, uh, yeah. and uh, quite a few big guys from the Burning Man who support that. Some of the supporting uh, founders are going to be there as well. It's going to be like a mini Burning Man type thing. A week of you know, there's going to be medicine ceremony and just good people, good times. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, let's start with Intheo Connect. Um, I actually just created like my profile today and signed up. Um, so why don't you tell me a little bit about what Intheo Connect is, what's its mission, and then, and then we'll go a little deeper into that. So um, there's a lot to it. You know, it's hard to sum up, but I'm going to do my best. So we've got to start somewhere. So as of right now, what we've got active is a forum. And the forum basically acts as, you know, the beginning stages of a social media where you can come together in an online social community and talk about things and how to better our lives. Anything to do with plant medicine and spirituality. You know, you can send messages and, and you can create a profile. You can put links and discuss things and post topics and share things. And um, that's just a general social media because, you know, Facebook and Twitter and these things are starting to censor and kind of ban things. And uh yeah, so that's the main aspect of it going right now. But the, I think the, the biggest part of it is going to be the referral service that we're going to have with all of the church and retreats listings. So what Greg does is he legalizes in theogenic churches, and, and, and he and I have quite the network of people who do this types of thing and that are legal. So on there, we will have listings and church retreats so uh, all over the U.S. and probably the world coming up soon, where we will send all of our members that are on the social media, they can easily like click on a map, say of the U.S., and they can see pin dots of any churches that are, have been verified that, to be legal and have their paperwork and do things in a sacred ceremony setting and, and things like that. So it's kind of like a server, like a referral service as well. It's, it's a conglomerate of things. Well, there's going to be a marketplace coming up probably in the next year or so where people who make tepees and kerpees and make art you know, any, anything in the 1320 frequency that people can use to create abundance, they'll be able to trade on there, you know. Well, and it's, I think the referral service, really the important thing to me is that people are going to be able to click on these links with confidence that these are vetted people yes. who act in integrity, who uphold the principles that, you know, this is a sacred ritual. This is not a party drug, you know, and, um, and and if that's what you're looking for, you can find it, you know, on the dark web. You can find it in other places. And, and Theo Connect is about having it legal, yeah. having it in the daylight yep. and yes. having it be ethical. So ethical and, and um, with integrity yeah. so that people who want healing can get it because, the you know, the medicine to say I used to think that medicine was was really on this always on the side of the light, but medicine's neutral. It's a you know it's a tool and, and the and the intention that you serve it with yes. really dictates how it lands and, and how it's able to help people, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think maybe you know bad things can I mean, good things can come out of bad things, but generally that to me is one of the strongest things about your site. Yeah, yes. You know, the medicine can be used and, you know, as far as everybody in the medicine community knows, for bad. Just as just as medicine just as much as these medicines can help, they can hurt and it and it really matters whose hands they fall in. You know, we don't want people going to, you know, places that are just doing this like fly by night retreats that are serving and, you know, people can get hurt at these places. 
So really trying to avoid that and kind of raise the bar for, for, for you know, really the revolution of medicine in the United States. Because the more legal, the more safe, the more protected, the more out in the open, the more serious this is, the better for everybody in this whole movement. And that's really what sure. we're after. And it's also going to, I think it's also going to be a great, uh, like a great start to a database of information because exactly, you know, I can see like, I can see even like your vetted churches and facilitators, like, um, kind of, uh, uploading their own data and things that they're gathering from ceremonies. And exactly. you know, that would be a wealth of information in, in any, you know, to set legal precedents and to, um, to help, uh, to help litigation, things like that. Uh, just an aside real quick for my listeners. We're mentioning the name Greg a lot. Greg is the guest that we will have on episode previous to this. So our last episode, Greg Lake, is the Greg that we're mentioning. He is the uh, other co-founder of NPO Connect, just to clarify that. Yes. Um, I'm, I want to hear a little bit more about the social media function. Um, I actually just decided like two weeks ago to to remove my own personal social media accounts for my own personal reasons. Um, but I am interested in the functionality uh, as a social media platform. Are we going to see personal profiles hosted, things like that, similar to uh, to other major platforms? Yes, so, it, yes, yes, you do. So you can actually go on there and uh, upload a profile picture and a header photo, just like you can do on Facebook. You can write an insert of an about me section, your interests, you know, your websites if you have any, any media. Um, yeah, you can set up a pretty sick profile for, for the very beginning stages and pre-launch, because right now it's pre-launch. We launch officially March 4th. It's very good. So go on there and spend a little bit of time. When we get off here, I'll show you some examples. It looks pretty dang good, man. I'm excited about and, it. And also, Greg Greg just started a thread about growing ayahuasca and trucruna in North America. And he actually pointed that straight at me. I've been, like I said, been growing the medicine for a while. And I am of the opinion that in North America, we need to start growing the medicine. Yes. And um, I think that by building hoop houses and other um, temporary greenhouses so that you don't have to have a dedicated greenhouse, that you can cover it, protect it during times of freeze. And other than that, grandmother can grow all through the South, no problem. Yeah. And... Um, uh, so that's actually something that I'm going to be posting in shortly. Yeah. So, um, and also, and I'll just say to your listeners, I make cuttings and I'm going to be offering those to people clearly not right now because, you know, the freeze, I had to cut all my plants back because I don't have this greenhouse situation, but very shortly I'm going to have Chakruna and grandmother yellow ayahuasca. And these plants are not illegal to grow. No. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about ayahuasca is that, no. you know, and, and, you know, a law enforcement officer can walk right up to it. And it's not going to know what it is. It's yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the, so, so that to okay, me, it's, the social media aspect of that is, I think, yeah. really strong. Yeah, no, I agree. That's that's a good example of, of, of some of the things that will be possible through this platform. Um I'm interested in what led you to the development of Intio Connect. I think Greg told me something about a vision. Uh, if I'm not, if I'm remembering correctly, I think he said he had a. I don't want to misquote him, but I think he said he had a vision during a mushroom experience. But maybe you can speak more of that. 
Yeah, so, um, yeah, the, the idea for Entheo Connect happened at, at Bufo at, at a few different ceremonies, over a few very different ceremonies. I know in Ayahuasca, for sure, Anubis had come to him. And also, um, yeah, Anubis had come to him in a mushroom ceremony as well, dude. Um, so, yeah, we've both taken this issue to uh, the end of the medicine. And, yeah, it's really a, a, the boot where the where we decided to create this actually happened at a Bufo ceremony. It was the first time I met Greg. I had decided. I told him, "Hey, dude, I'll, I'll cover the energy cost for your your first bufo if you just meet me at this church here in Texas." So he said, "Okay." And we met over there, and we both shared the medicine. And uh, yeah, on the walk back to the car, he got to telling me some of the, some of the things he was thinking about. And at the time, dude, I was like, "Man, I'm on board." And ever since then, we've been literally been working on it like every single day. And that was uh, almost a year ago, a little over a year ago. Yeah. Um. What, what do you where do you what do you see Entheo Connect becoming in the future? I know we've kind of touched on all that briefly, but um, tell me a little bit about what you see in the future of, of the of the platform. It's probably I, I hope to I hope to have it like a household application, you know, in, in a betterment of all humanity all across the world, a worldwide platform. Um, so it's like there's going to be I think the most important part for me is reaching the younger generations and creating families. So we we are in develop we are we are developing a, the the dating site as well that's going to be on there. And that was the origin the original idea for deal was going to be the dating app, but we just decided to put that on hold because it's under a little bit of scrutiny from people in this community because they believe sacred ceremonies should be sacred, and I agree. However, people in the medicine really chindly should be with people like, in the medicine. Like-minded people are often hard to find. Yes. I won't date sure. anybody outside this 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 uh, community, you know? Um, yeah, and I don't think anything like that exists. I've never heard of anything like that before. So no. I think you're on to something with that. Um, yeah. Connecting, connecting yes. people in medicine in, a, in romantic relationships. Very interesting. It's in Theo Connect, dude. We're connecting people in all manners of this community. That's how it is. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully to bring a lot of this stuff mainstream as well to where it can be just as recognizable as Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. You know, all these places started out like this, so it's going to be very big, in my opinion. Sure, sure. Are you guys? Are you guys? You guys are going to develop like an iOS app and things like that uh, in the future? Exactly. Yeah, we're going to have it on Google Play and iOS. It's it's in the works. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, yeah. We that's a quarter million in development over the next year, hopefully. Wow. Um, yeah, that's that's really a good tool to reach uh, to reach the younger generation. You know, now everything is digital. If uh, you if you want anything like that to survive and thrive, you're gonna have to, you know, do what you guys are already doing, promote via social media and utilize uh, the community itself is a great promotion tool. And uh, I see this as kind of it's like a it's like a snowballing effect or like a symbiotic relationship. Um, exactly. It's, it's yeah, going to be fast. built. It's going it, I can see it just being built by the community, you know, it's, and, uh, I think that's really cool that, that the exactly. whole project is going to kind of build itself out over time and become what it's supposed to become. Yeah, dude. One of the things I'm most excited about for it is, is we're probably going to create a, create a cryptocurrency for it called Entheocoin. You know, it's a paper ceremony and, and, you know, things of that nature, all the, all the wares and everything on there too. So we're going to have our own, our own cryptocurrency. Yeah, this is sounding pretty cool, man. This is like a, I don't know, it's giving me, it's like a weird vibe. It's like a, kind of like a, I don't know, DMT-ish. It's like a, that, that natural, um, 
growth and, and progression mixing with like this technological almost sci-fi like uh you know it's like, technology yeah. <laughs> it's like urban shamanism you know we're taking all the spirit-led stuff and incorporating and integrating it into our daily lives to better to better everybody's lives is what we're doing our that culture needs to develop you know our culture needs to develop in this way exactly yes. this is you know it's it's taking yeah like i said the electronics you know the digital age and this ancient ancient shamanic work yeah. and combining them to you know in western culture so that we're approachable yep and also sacred holding the integrity and taking yeah. what's yeah it's really you're, you're i could not agree with more with you yeah man um you know not everybody can go to the jungles of south america and, and do this so um it has you know and people especially in, in the u.s and then um, North America and all over the world need this, need these kinds of healings, you know, these, these life altering experiences um, that, that you can, you can uh, undergo with the plants and, and toad medicine. And uh, I do, I want to shift over into talking about the toad now because um, I've recently had my first toad experience and it was quite, uh, yeah, man, I mean, you guys know, it's uh, like everything all at once. And yeah. uh, it's beautiful, and it's like, uh, yeah, it changes who you are for sure. Um, so why don't you guys tell me about your the beginnings of your journey with Toad, and then I have some more like directed questions I want to ask you as well. Okay. Um, so you kind of already go. you kind of yeah. already like laid that out for me briefly, but if you want to go a little deeper into it, yeah. Into it. yeah. Get into more detail, you know, because honest, ultimately it's the toad that conspired all of this. And Theo wouldn't be here without the toad. None of us would be here without the toad. This, the toad is fucking, uh, excuse my language, but the toad is why we're all here. So what happened with me and the toad is my mom sat with it first, and then I wasn't doing too good. And I, she showed me videos and told me to research. I told her, you're crazy. Those people don't look like they're having a good time. I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, and the cars ended up right. I ended up at a hotel outside of work. And uh, yeah, no phone, no car, no money, no way to go anywhere, no family around. And the power got shut off at the hotel. So I'm sitting in this dark room with nothing. My mom knocks on the door. And she's like, you ready to go sit with the toad? Go have a ceremony. I was like, well, if you feed me, I'm, I guess I'll go. So she said, all right, let's go. So I sat with the toad. And uh, yeah, I quit using drugs immediately. I quit smoking cigarettes. I started eating healthier. I quit my job. I divorced um, my ex-wife. Um, I, you know, I started my own business. I started walking the path and um, working with the medicine from that point on. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I'd say the first 15 to 20 times of sitting with the toad, it was absolutely the scariest thing I've ever done in my entire life. I did not enjoy it. It was very scary. Um, I thought I was going to die every time, and I kept doing it. <laughs> you um, did die. Part of you died. Yeah, right? it was hardcore. I didn't I mean, enjoy it. It wasn't it was, beautiful. <laughs> it was, I mean, the, the, it's ego death, as you know. I yeah. mean, to me, that's one of the most powerful things about UFO. Yeah. Is the fact that you're killing these things that no longer serve you. Yeah, it and was you hardcore. Did. You yeah. did. No, and you kept going off. You're brave. Yeah, it fucking sucked. No, I know. Yeah, dude. Well, I can tell you. Because I can tell you, dude, after ayahuasca, after I saw the, like, immense power of ayahuasca, I was, you know, that that changed the psychedelic experience for me in totality. That was like, I had been experimenting with, with psychedelics for over 10, 12 years at that point. 
But when I went to drink ayahuasca, that showed me the actual potential and, and healing power and just the raw ferocity that's possible uh, through these some of these medicines. And I was, I mean, that, that kind of put this very real visceral uh, fear in me. It's, it's like a, it's like your, I think of it as like your ego knows that you're about to try to kill it or that you are about to successfully kill it. And it's like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to be altered in this way. Um, and I think it's kind of like just this innate human thing that you, you understand you're about to undergo an experience that you will not be the same after. And that is, a uh, that's, you know, the, the animal part of you doesn't want that because, uh, you think you already understand the future, you know where you're going. And when you have a, uh, such a shaking experience as ayahuasca or bufa, um, it can really, you know, it, it does just that, kill the person you were before it happened. And so when I went to undergo my first bufa experience, I was terrified. I was like, I could not get my courage up. I was struggling. I was like sitting there with the, uh, with the facilitator and he was coax. He basically started coaxing me and like, come on, man. Like, you know, you need to do this. I'm like, look, man, I'm really like right now. I just want to get up and leave and not do this. Like, I don't want to do this. So finally he's like, look, man, you need to stop fucking around. Um, you're one inhalation away. So you, you know what you need to do. So let's just do this. And so I was like, you know what? You're right. So did it. And then of course the experience unfolded. And luckily for me, as soon as the, as soon as you, as soon as the explosion or whatever the implosion happens, like the entire concept of fear and death and negativity was like, it, it became light. It was just like everything was light and perfect. And I was experiencing like uh, the entirety of the universe all at once, like everything that ever existed with no boundaries. And all of these different uh, things. So I, I came out. I came out, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like it was just like there is no fear, there is no death. These are only concepts that I've that I've constructed in my mind, and uh, I, that surprised me because I was so so nervous and anxious going into it. And it was like the minute that it hit me, it just that was completely gone. It was just peace, like the most deep sense of peace I've ever felt, you know. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. Oh. That's powerful. That's good. Yeah. I'm proud of you and I'm happy for you. That's a good experience. You, you, you just yeah. described it. Yeah. There's nothing else to say. Yeah. You just, yeah, you just described it. And even the server was like, I'm proud of you, dude. And I was like, you know, this happens to me a lot. Like, but when they put the cup of ayahuasca in my hands, I sat there and I'm like, okay, are you going to drink this? Like, this is it. There's not... <laughs> This is your last chance. And I did it. And I'm so, so grateful that I did. But uh, for me, for me, this like uh, this uh, initial fear and anxiety is part of the experience is part of of me that I have to battle against all the time. Because, you know, I think fear uh, kind of dictates a lot of our life. And when you can face it in a visceral way like that and overcome it. Um, on the other side of fear, it's always like love, man. Every time I've been scared to death and I've done this, done it anyways, I found nothing but peace and love on the other side. So that's just not, just kind of part of my uh, journey with it, which I've only done it once. And 
I'm looking forward to doing it again for sure. Ayahuasca, yeah. I'm like, whoo, I have to like think <laughs> and like prepare and like really That's, build myself yeah. up for that. <laughs> Yeah. Can, can I also tell you that you are absolutely doing this in the right way. You're, you know, you know that when you're ready to drink ayahuasca next time, you're going to follow the diet. You're going to prepare. You're going to be ready to receive the healing. And the thing that I think you understand, this is what I'm hearing, is that the easy part is the ceremony. Yeah. The hard part is walking the medicine every day and learning, bringing these concepts of there is no fear, there's only love, mm -hmm. and that's what we're bringing to the world. Yes. Because that's what the medicines teach us. Yeah. And that's the hard part. That's been the hard part for me. And and also, like Hector, you know, I, I gave up alcohol, tobacco, marijuana, caffeine, anger, Anger was hard to give up. Yeah, I still get angry. I'm not inordinately angry anymore. And every time, the most, the more afraid I am before ceremony, I know I'm going to get that much more benefit like you. That's, that's actually my gauge. Yeah. Go, oh, yeah, okay, this is going to be a big one because I'm so afraid. And brother, it's courage. It's not the absence of fear. It's doing what you know you need to do despite your fear. So I salute you, and we're walking the medicine now. As I was coming out of the, the breakthrough, or whatever you want to call it, this oneness, this like, uh, just this infinite white light that I was in, I was, my body was like shivering, like just like shaking uncontrollably. And I was like, oh, this is like the fear leaving my body now. Like, this, like I just, I, that just, I just kind of intuited that. I'm like, okay, this is like the fear, like exiting my body. So I'm like, okay, well, don't try to stop it. Like, just let yourself kind of like shake and vibrate. And I did that for a few minutes. And like, after like the kind of the psychedelic part of coming out of it, the visionary part of coming out of it and all that slowed down and I was back to almost a baseline. I was just like, oh my God, like I, I felt like that was the first breath I ever took, you know, like I, like I was, like I really was literally reborn. Happy birthday, brother. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, what do you guys think it is about the toad medicine that's caused this kind of um, mystique around it or this kind of spike in popularity? Now, maybe it's been gaining in popularity and I've only recently become aware of it, but it seems to be a pretty hot topic in the, in medicine and psychedelic communities what do you guys uh, think about that well i know what i think um i think that these medicines are becoming exponentially more popular the further we go into the shift into the age of aquarius it's pachamama it's mother earth urging everybody it's their last fuck we're, she's fighting you know we're, we're killing our planet and she's doing something about it so she's making these medicines known now um, before it's too late. I think they're become, they're, it's, it's all led by spirit. Everybody's, you know, the medicine's becoming known at, at faster and faster at an exponential rate because it's time for it. And the age of Aquarius yes. is about sweeping away the old hierarchies and understanding that you are the guru, you are the shaman, you are the teacher, and the plants bring it. 
and listening to the plants. And all of us can do that. Everyone here, everyone here is divine. And it's just waking up to that, remembering that. That's what the plants bring to us. And when we understand that, then we are able to love our mother. We're able to care for our mother. And not just, you know, like I recycle, I garden, I, you know, I grow plants. But more than that, it's a, it's a worldwide movement to change our political system. Yes, that's exactly. In, in love. Like, we have to love the people who think that it's okay to despoil the planet. Love them, gain their trust, and explain to them in a loving way that you don't want to do this because your grandchildren are going to suffer if we don't turn it around. And that, to me, the age of Aquarius is about taking now responsibility for our own spiritual growth. Each one of us is God. And when we strip away the ego, when we strip away the, all these trappings of this charade, it really comes down to that. It's about love and healing. And and the and the toads certainly show me that, and ayahuasca as well, and, and the mushrooms, yes. and, and all of these all of these medicines have shown me that in a in an array of different ways from different angles. Um, like for instance, uh, ayahuasca showed me. Like I went into ayahuasca with certain intentions, and I thought, this is my problem. Like I understand my problem. And when I when I was in the middle of the ceremony, it was like, okay, yeah, this is the this is the problem that you brought to me. But like, let's go deeper and see what's underneath that. And so we started to go down layers and levels and levels deeper down. And at the bottom of it, it was like she was she was showing me. She was like, you, all, on top of all this is all this is stacked on top of this bedrock of an issue is that you don't love yourself, and it's not your fault because you don't know how. And I am going to try and help you learn to love yourself because if you can learn to love yourself, then you can learn to love other people in your family and your community. And so she gave me this moment where she was like, I want you to feel what it's like to be a mother and love what, what the mother feels for her child. And so it was like the sensation of like every mother, I had this vision of like every mother that ever lived all, all of time um, loving their child. And she was like, I want you to be the mother and the child and love yourself like the mother loves the child. And I was like, you know, I, I just like weeping because I'm like, I've never, you know, I know my mom loves me. My mom has made it clear to me that she loves me, but I've never felt what it feels like to love your child, you know, like, like that. And uh, that was uh, just an, an eye-opening moment, you know, and just one of the many, many things that, that uh, Ayahuasca showed me. And that just goes to speak to the healing potentials. We love you, man. You're so... You're so right with it. Yeah. You're Thanks, man. God. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so it's so funny how you go to you go into these experiences. I went after that ayahuasca experience. I was like, okay, I should probably just like <laughs> like not. I, I don't know what, what's going on here. So like, let's just uh, let's just go and be there. Um, but yeah, it's like it it was it, it had a lot it had a lot to do with fear, control, self love. Um, and all these things stemming from loving. If you're if you're not loving yourself, man, it's hard to love other people. You know the way you talk to yes. yourself, and the way you treat yourself is a lot. Generally, the way you treat others and the world around you. 
Exactly. Yep. You're right. You have to treat yourself with kindness and love as well as everybody else. It starts with that. It's self-love. And and I think the thing that I have come to is when I'm challenged by other people, that's really me. If you believe, as I do, that we are all one, then when someone, and I mean anyone, is acting in ways you do not believe are integrity or you know inappropriate, if you love them and understand that that's you and forgive them. Now, we're not talking about condoning bad behavior. We're talking about this deeper level of the mother's love. Everybody has a mother and everyone was loved as a child. You know, well, and not everybody, but everyone should be. And mm-hmm. so it's feeling that depth of love for every person, every, you know, being that compassionate. I mean, that's the goal. I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I think maybe a few of the avatars, Buddha, Rama, Krishna, Jesus of Nazareth, they achieve that. And that's and that's what the plants help are helping us get to. And that's what these avatars of God have come to teach us, the bodhisattva. Those who've transcended birth and death and have come back to teach us. And the plants are that. Yeah, they really are. Um, tell me, walk me through what, what, a, what a toad ceremony uh, with Hector looks like. Kind of tell me a little bit about uh, how, how that might go down. Okay, okay. So, so basically, uh, we start off with an with a opening prayer, four directions, just giving thanks, opening with gratitude, you know, asking for permission from the earth and the, the land to you know partake in the medicine and and have this safely and nobody be harmed and you know call in all the angels and all the light and you know then we'll cleanse everybody you know go through a cleansing and after prayer and cleansing then we'll go into meditation you know i'll pray over the medicine you know do some breath work if anybody's feeling anxious or anything like that give them a little bit of raw pay you know um sometimes i serve a small micro dose before depending on if the person is a little bit anxious especially if it's their first time i really don't like to throw people straight into a full dose because it can be a lot for some people sometimes so i like to you know just give just a little bit just to allow that medicine to get into the body to settle that fear a little bit oh okay this is the medicine this is the love this is the good i do need this you know gonna have more (laughs) and then i'll put them through a full process um you know um yeah, and that's what it looks like. You know, a little bit of integration will close ceremony afterwards. Um, some people take more medicine than others. Um, some people take very little medicine. It just depends. You know, I listen to intuition and go heavily with prayer, you know, every time. Um, so from what I understand, there's not really a kind of a historical precedent for a toad medicine ceremony. I could be wrong in that. Maybe you guys can, can clarify that a little bit for me. But are are you kind of are you following any kind of um, blueprint for for your ceremony style, or are you kind of just letting letting the medicine lead you and and, and feeling it? And how how does that work? So generally, um, I go along uh, the way that I was taught in the ceremonies that I went to in a sacred ceremony, which is you open up with prayer, um, you cleanse. You know, you pray and you listen to intuition. You serve a little bit of medicine in this specific way. And uh, that's generally how it how it goes. Um, sometimes small things changes to place people things um, depending on the medicine and the situation and the time and the, you know the energy and you know some things require different things. It just depends. Really intuitive process is what it is to make it the best possible ceremony with the most healing, safest possible way. You know. Yeah. 
And how do you feel about how do you feel about the safety of toad medicine? Um, I I think it's kind of a controversial at this point. Um, but as far as your experience goes, how would you rate the safety of, of the toad medicine in comparison with maybe other uh, medicines? Uh, what do you think about that? I think um, without proper respect, um, without lack of knowledge, um, this medicine can kill you. Um, it's very dangerous when used the wrong way with, uh, you know, like meth or cocaine or any of these other bad substances in your body, even, you know, even ayahuasca within even several ayahuasca, days before. Even ayahuasca, yeah. Um, you if you take this medicine yeah. at the wrong time with the wrong things in your body, you will probably more than likely die if not become very, very ill. Um, it, or it's not very good. Um, you can, if you take it alone, you can go unconscious and um, choke on your throw up, basically. Um, you can suffocate on vomit. Um, you will die that way. And if you take it in the water or anywhere where you're unsafe, you know, there's people who have taken it in water and drown. Um, you have to respect this medicine. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's no other way about it. And I think, you know, that's paramount as, as facilitators, you know. Well, you're, you're offering the container, but uh, some people don't understand, like, that this is not like a mushroom trip or like a, a trip with LSD or any. You are not in control of your your body is you're not in your body anymore. Not out there. And no. so if you you know, I, I've seen some facilitators like they want people to stand. I'm like, I don't see how that's even possible. Yeah, um, it's dangerous. You have to have people there to catch them. I mean, I've stand most most of the time I personally work with it, I'm up walking around and praying. Sometimes I'll lay down and go deep. But yeah, I've seen people dropped on their heads. I've seen people kicked and, you know, uh, I've heard stories of people being molested and chanted to within a, like a dark energy type thing. Um, these, yeah, there are people who use these medicines for a bad way. You really have to watch um, and do research on who you let serve medicine because it, it is an exchange of energy. And you have to be very careful because when you take this medicine, you open up yourself to different realities and perceptions. And, you know, beings can latch on. You can leave parts of yourself and come back never the same again. You know, this is very dangerous. You have to be with a trusted person who knows what they're doing. And, right. And Ithio Connect may come in and helping vet uh, those those servers, you know. So. Exactly. And that's part of the need, I think, that they saw. That, that really needed to be some some trusted source vetting. And, and in this regards, also community crowdsourcing. Like, people are going to be able to, as you say, use our collective experience to build this community. So what Hector and Greg are building is gonna be much larger than themselves. And I predict here long after they're gone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree with you, man. I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes. I really am. That's gonna be a cool project when it's yeah. in its full fruition, you know? Um, here's, another, here's another kind of hot button topic in the psychedelic realm right now. Um, is toad medicine sustainable, and is it is it safe for the toad? The harvesting methods, um, and you know, this may harken kind of back to what you were talking about earlier with uh, growing your own ayahuasca. Um, I've I've been growing peyote, and you know, peyote is a very slow growing cactus, and it's very rare. I'm like, bro, we have to grow this stuff. We have to, or it's going to disappear off the planet Earth. I'm not going to let that happen. I don't like. I'm going to have some peyote growing somewhere, you know, like, I, I just can't fathom that. Um, but uh, are, are people farming these toads? Are they raising them in captivity? Do you know anything about that? 
So um, I believe that farming them and releasing back into the wild is the best way to go. I don't think keep keeping them in captivity to no. milk is the way to go. I don't. I do not believe that all humanity milking these toads will ever be an issue. Um, if done ethically, you know, milk has to help milk it in ceremony, pray over it, let the toad go. We will never over milk these things. I don't believe that to be an issue. The number one issue to to my to our toad in that sacrament, I believe, is global warming and climate change due to the monsoon season is usually three to four months where they come out of the ground and they mate and they reproduce in those three to four months. Last year versus three to four months, they had little under four weeks of monsoon season to, to come out of the ground, to breed, to reproduce. So reproduction is being cut in half because of um, the geographic uh, their landscapes being taken because the humans are moving onto it. And also climate change is really, really doing a damper on the way they reproduce. So they're just going to stop having babies because they don't have enough time to get out and find a mate. And that's what I believe is the number one cause. And that's the erratic behavior in the weather. And, and the only way to really alleviate that other than radical um, work around climate change is to start breeding in captivity and releasing into the wild. Exactly. I completely agree. Yep. That is the only way that the species is even going to survive. And also, there, yeah, there's and there's a whole thing about can we do it synthetic? I don't know about that. Uh, I, I'm thinking that this medicine, I don't know how you felt about it, but it feels very old to me. When okay, I that's have, my next, that was going to be my, the next thing I wanted to get into with it was a synthetic alternative. Um, I've never tried synthetic 5-MeO-DMT, but uh, I can't imagine it being the same as that experience. And I know that I don't have it to compare to, but that ex I, I just it, it has a very organic, um, a very, uh, that's the best way to say it, organic feel. It's not like a dimethyl NN-DMT where, you know, it's a, for me, NN-DMT is quite often very high science fiction and alien and very uh, technological and I'm not I'm not sure why that is but uh, toad to me felt very like earthly and, and organic to me well it's, it's it's literally connected to the earth and the wisdom of these animals and the lineage of these animals um, I think that's what you're feeling and I mean that to me is what I feel so I think ultimately you know, what we're going to need to do as, as, as humans to preserve the species is like, yeah, the only thing we can really do to sustain them, breed in captivity and release and do what we can to help their habitat, thrive, help them thrive in their habitat. Exactly. That's the best to way. me, that's the way that we create a sustainable model for this species to continue to benefit humanity. You yeah, know, yeah, not, yeah. of course, and, and, and there's this cascading effect, and this is something Hector talked about, by making this sustainable and being able to partake of this medicine, then we encourage more humans to act that way, to, to honor our mother and all of the species who inhabit this earth with us. Yeah, this medicine is paving the way for, for our planet to survive. 
the more people who take the medicine, they realize what we're doing to our planet. Because, you know, people living in the matrix, you know, they really just don't understand the like it's now or never. Our planet is literally dying. It's the gravity of very fast. We have less than 50 harvests left on this. Like in the North America, there's there's less than 50 years left where we won't be able to grow because the glyphosate chemicals they've been the the, the, not, not the synthetic fertilizer. We won't be able to produce plants, dude, at all. Like we don't have very much longer of growing like this, dude. We've got there's a lot we've got to change, like fast. Yeah, and it's like these plants and these medicines are kind of like reaching out from from the jungles and from from the bowels of the earth and like trying to get us to see, um, you know, it's a symbiotic relationship. We the earth we're like we're like uh, little creatures that that live on this giant this massive living organism, you know, and uh, if the organism perishes, obviously we're going to perish as well. Um, and I don't think that we're supposed to, you know, some people will buy that idea that maybe this is the natural order. I'm sure maybe it is. I don't know, but uh, it doesn't seem like it. Like uh, it seems like uh, this is, could be a beautiful relationship and, and we just kind of got to fix it, you know, try to, try to, try to get it back together. And these, I think these plants and medicines are our, the, the most powerful tools to alter the human consciousness in that direction, for sure. It, it doesn't have to be, and I'll, and I'll just tell you, so the, the, the Taita that invited our group to Ecuador, this is the first time they've ever taught non-indigenous people outside their culture, um, have offered this, this course. And, um, and they told us straight up, we had a vision that, these medicines and this knowledge has to go worldwide. The jungle is telling them there's there's no time left, and and so I think that you know and there's a lot of pushback. You know the, you know this cultural appropriation idea and that kind of thing. And when we asked our Titus about this, they're like, no, the Council of Titus. The people who are in charge of this part of the culture have said their plans, their vision is that this must become part of the worldwide culture. So this is not cultural appropriation. This is cultural integration, that, that we are creating a new culture. And it's what you talked about earlier, the digital age with the ancient knowledge coming together to protect and save our mother. Earth. That's what we're here. Exactly what it is. You hit the nail on the head. You couldn't have said it any better. You did a good job. Um, yeah, I can. I, I think that would be so cool because, as far as I'm aware, the toad, the, these toads are totally legal to to possess. So, um, it would be really cool to build like a. Uh, are they or are they? They're, they're Not actually. Texas. There's. I think. I, I know. I, I don't know this, but uh, I had a friend tell me that. Um, in some of the states, it's legal for a resident to possess up to 10 toads. Not in Texas, but as I think further west, yeah. there are... So um, you, uh, in Texas, you cannot possess even one? That is no. so fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that goes with, you, you might be able to claim RFRA, you know, you have it there for a religious sacrament as part of your religious thing to pray to the toad. But that would require um, a, a church affiliation that you had the yeah. beliefs and all that and set up by an attorney, yeah. like 
and like a lot yeah. of church fees and legal fees in case of a, an arrest or something happens with the toad, you know. So it's not it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's, it's not beyond the uh, the realm of possibility that it would be yeah. uh, conditionally legal. But I, I think you're right, though. There are some states where it is legal to, to possess this toad. Yes. I'm really not sure, man. I just like assume that like you can possess uh, this animal. Like I, to, to me, the idea that so, uh, it does, it's the same with cannabis or mushrooms or anything. The, the idea that these people can tell you you can't possess them and cultivate these things is just mind-boggling. But that's a, a tale as old as time. I was in Brazil for the last three months, and in Brazil, almost almost all cla- all classical psychedelics are legal there. And you know why they're legal? Because they don't care enough to make them illegal. They just like, they're like, bro, no one is doing anything crazy with psychedelics where you can do whatever you want with them. And, uh. Uh Uh-oh. You muted there, buddy. My bad. Uh, It's kind of like being uh, uh, legal by omission, but I was like, this is awesome, dude. It says right there in their, like, uh, in their law bylaws. Yeah, um, possession and sale of psilocybin mushrooms won't be basically we don't we don't we're not trying to walk to those people. I'm like, come yeah. on, America, like take a page out of somebody else's book one time. I think that's coming. I hope. I, I really wait. think that's coming. I mean, it's, matter it's, of fact, it's happening in communities now. Yeah. So there's a presidential candidate who ran this last year. His name is Brock Pierce, and he's into the medicine. He's running again in 2024. If you don't know who he is, his name is Brock Pierce, and he can really make a huge difference. So, uh, you know, having somebody in the medicine the very highest level is the way to go. So I'm planning that. Too. Yeah. I know that uh, Graham Hancock said uh, that anybody in, in basically any um, authority position should have to drink ayahuasca no, no less than 10 times before taking <laughs> off. I'm like, yeah, Brent, uh, the world would be a dramatically different place if that was the case. Could you imagine if there was an ayahuasca ceremony in the Oval Office? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, the world would- you know, like for for the uh, instead of doing like these uh, these silly uh, debates or whatever they do, they have an ayahuasca <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, that would be crazy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that that would be like literally earth shaking. But like, can you imagine like Donald Trump sitting to an ayahuasca ceremony? That would be some crazy oh shit. Goodness. God, God blessing. Yeah, God blessing. Yeah, he would. It would be so helpful to that man. It would yeah. be, a, it be a little bit of a purge. Be a little bit. Grandma, you know, as you know, grandmother kind of sweeps the house first, and so there'd be a lot of house cleaning going on. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I've kept you guys here for coming up on an hour. Why don't you tell us, uh, tell the listeners uh, where they can find you, where they can follow your work, uh, websites and stuff. Of course, I'll add all that into the show notes so that we have links available for all them. But why don't you just kind of uh, uh, finalize where they can where they can find you guys at? So um, I do not have a, a big presence on the web as yet in the medicine community, but I am a cinematographer. And so ralphmadison.com is my website, and you can see my work, my equipment list, and my list of clients. Uh, and I am starting just now to – just you. I just enrolled on uh, Anthea Connect, and I'm going to be building my profile on there. And um, I am, and I really do need to work on this other aspect, but I'm a Reiki master. I do Jinshin Jitsu. I do other healing modalities that I don't really have a name for, but I've been a healer 
since I was seven. So um, it's, and, and my, my healing work was separate from the cinematography and some of my clients I was afraid maybe wouldn't understand. And I'm old enough now that I think that it's okay if they don't understand. So I will help explain it. So yeah, so that's always fun. Would you spell your website? R-A-L-P-H. M-A-D-I-S-O-N dot com. Ralph Madison dot Cool. Thanks, man. Uh, Hector, what about you? Dude? Yeah, so you can uh, you can find me on a deal connect. Uh, if you go and sign up for a profile, I'll be on there um, on Facebook at Hector Gonzalez. Um, yeah, or uh, Bufo Averia Ceremonies with Hector Gonzalez. I have a group there with just a plethora of information about how I serve, you know, people that I've served and they're giving testimonials and stuff. Eventually, I'll have one of those profiles coming up on Theo Connect here shortly. So, yeah, just reach out to on Theo Connect or Facebook or Instagram. Um, yep, that's about it. Thank you. Hey, absolutely. Hey, do you uh, do you uh, facilitate at USNT? Do you do you know the folks at USNT? I do not facilitate there. Um, I don't associate with them anymore. Um, that's where I did start, um, and I was on my medicine path there for a while, and then some things had happened, and uh, yeah, I do not go there anymore. Um, yeah, so no, I don't associate with them. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I guys, thank say, you so. It's a good place to go and learn, you know, to start on your path. They do things a very good, sacred way. I do recommend going. It's in a wonderful, a wonderful place, a good place to go. Good medicine with good people. Yep, I agree. I've, uh, I've undergone a couple of ceremonies there as well. Um, well, guys, thanks a lot for doing this. I appreciate you guys coming in tandem. That was pretty cool. Ralph, yeah. good to meet you. And uh, yeah. Hector, good to, finally, uh, good to finally get in touch with you guys. So. Uh, this episode is not going to come out for a, a little while, but um, it was really good talking to you guys, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Glenn. It was so nice to meet you, man. Finally, thank you for having us, dude. It won't be the last time we talk. We'll sit in circle one day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we will, man. We'll run into each other out there somewhere. It's a matter of time. <laughs> Later, bro. All right, gentlemen. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, Hector Gonzalez and Ralph Madison, thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, I realize now during this editing and production process that for some reason, um, my vocal came through sounding like I was a robot underwater. Um, sorry for the shitty audio quality on my part. Uh, Hector and Ralph sounded great though. And that's really all that matters. Cause I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And these guys do thank you guys for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. It was an absolute pleasure, uh, discussing, um, creating online medicine communities and the Bufo experience and plant medicine cultivation and, um, and everything we talked about. I appreciate it, Hector and Ralph. Thank you guys. Um, sorry that I came out sounding like, uh, like a, uh, a cyborg. With all that being said, I don't want to hold you guys any longer. Let us, uh, let's do our quote and get out of here. Uh, right before we do that, though, I want to, again, quickly remind you, check us out on patreon.com slash psychedelicast. $3 a month gets you access to all kinds of exclusive goodies, episodes, videos, updates, cultivation tips, all kinds of shit. Uh, you can also check us out at our Etsy shop, Spectrum Mandalas, on uh, etsy.com slash shop slash Spectrum Mandalas. That's S-P-E-C-T-R-U-M. A-N-D-A-L-A-S, Spectrum Mandalas. Thank you guys so much. 
for leaving us some reviews and some love in your podcatcher of choice and sharing the show and this episode on social media. You can follow us at Psychedelicast on Facebook, at Psychedelicast with two T's on Twitter, and at Psychedelicast Pod on Instagram. Now let's do our quote. Short and sweet from Mr. Alexander Shulgin, the infamous chemist. The potential of the psychedelic drug to provide access to the interior universe is, I believe, their most valuable property. Ladies and gentlemen, citizens of the Chromatic Ribbon, thank you so much for joining us here at Psychedelicast. It's always a pleasure, and we always appreciate you spending your time with us. Uh, hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for uh, being with us in this attempt to pry open the third eye. We'll see you next time. Take good care. (laughs) 